0: Alright guys, welcome to episode 136 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. This week we talk about Fast X, Jury Duty, James Marsden, being <laughs> a guy that I vaguely recognized being in a thing that was popular at some point. He was um, in Sonic!
1: <laughs> he was in Sonic.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't realize he was in Sonic until you said it, and I was like, I, I didn't realize he was in X-Men until literally we recorded it. <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, we talked about <laughs> Street Fighter 6 up in beta. Hideo Kojima being weirdly obsessed with people. Um, <laughs> having Google Alerts set for, for photos. Um, always Sunny Hero, Hate Crime, The New White man Can't Jump, Resident Evil, It's Tambien, uh, Are You There God? It's Me Margaret. Fucking Victor Webin Yama to go into the San Antonio Spurs. And uh, the finals coming up and the fuck-out-of-here-I-got-it champion (laughs) retiring 100% under his own volition. (laughs) Definitely not pushed into retirement. (laughs) But first... I want to start this week, uh, just because I have two mm-hmm. things that are super shallow, which is um, the Street Fighter VI had an open beta this past weekend, uh, which was the first chance for everyone to, to get a chance and play it. Um, mm-hmm. Only eight characters were available, uh, so the roster, I think, is probably 16, I think, and um, But, I got to play it. Uh, it feels super fucking good. Um, super excited for it. Uh, I messed with the, the modern controls, which are the ones I was telling you about that seem like they're kind of designed to help some people ease into it. Um, Uh I used those a little bit, and the regular controls, um, they're both really good. Uh, so, I really do think, again, if this is, if anybody is, uh, ever wanted to play a fighting game, or, uh. Likes the idea of Street Fighter and the way it looks, but you know they are don't really like playing fighting games. Um, this is, uh, so, I think, a good entry point. And I think they kind of designed it that way. Um, nice, So there's that. Um, so in my other thing mm. <laughs> on here is uh, a <laughs> it's it's just something I've noticed over on Twitter for a long time. But um, I follow Hideo Kojima on Twitter because yes. Before Death Stranding came out, everybody like nobody knew what the fuck that game was, what it was gonna be, when it was gonna release, and so like everybody a bunch of people followed him to try and like get clues from stuff. So I followed him yeah. then and I've just never unfollowed him. And uh-huh. so uh my topic in this is that he's a fucking weirdo.
1: And <laughs> the reason why I, just... I say that Oh, go uh-huh. ahead. No, I was going to say, is this... Okay, so the only two things I know about his account, because I don't follow him, but the only two things I know are, one, he scans everybody. Everybody gets scanned. Yep. If you come visit him, you're getting scanned. <laughs> and two, is that if he tweets about something and doesn't write a lot about it, he fucking hates it. Like, I don't know if you've seen that. No, I haven't. Like, That's... like if he writes about a movie, he'll be like, oh, God, Avatar 2. Fantastic special effects. The story was heartbreaking. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Oh my gosh! I can't wait to go back again. Right, him in the movie theater. But then if he goes to see, like, I saw Super Mario Bros. Three today, and everybody (laughs) in the room is like, he hated it. He hated it. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, So
0: the the big thing that I'm going to tell you, he's a weirdo about, Mm -hmm. is uh just just for a little background, is that uh he's in Japan most of the time. Um, and a lot of his tweets are in Japanese, so I don't, I just Mm -hmm. fucking scroll past them real fast. I'm not going to sit here and translate everything. Um, but, uh, so the thing is when I wake up in the morning, because the time zone difference, he has been wildly active while the rest of my timeline is empty, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like, so, so when I wake up in the morning, if I start from, you know, last night, most of it's him, like, and then I just get up to the end and I mean, so it's just like a giant stack of. Kojima tweets. Um, yeah. So, the reason I say he's a fucking weirdo is because, like... So, in Death Stranding, he uses real actors for the characters. Um, Norman Reedus is the main character. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they don't... They are still characters. Like, like it, it's his name isn't Norman
1: Reedus in the game. Um, but right, right. Norman Reedus. It's kind of like um, like they play. It's It's more like a movie way of doing it. Like this guy plays this guy, but he looks like that guy. Right. He could have easily made him look like anybody. Yep.
0: He, exactly. He does it like a movie. So Norman Reedus is in there. Looks exactly like Norman Reedus. Uh, there is God. I can't. What's the fucking villain? The blonde dude that looks like a villain in real life and is also a villain all the time. Um. Uh. Fucking, he was in James Bond, the the first. Oh, oh
1: um, uh, Mads Mikkelsen.
0: All right, Mads Mikkelsen's in it. Um, Troy Baker is in it, and I mean, he's wearing a mask most of the time, but it's actually mm-hmm. Troy, uh, Troy Baker. There's, uh, there's a dude who I don't know at all, but I think it, it, his name is wild to me. Uh, it's like Nicholas Winding something. Oh, Nicholas Winding Refn. Yep, he's in that. Yeah, he's a director. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, uh, he's in it. He's the Guillermo- guy who did uh, Drive. Okay, Guill- uh, Guillermo Del Toro is in it, I believe. Yeah. Um, but the two that I'm going to mention that he's a fucking weirdo about is uh Lindsay Wagner, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um but like a younger version of her. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh I do not know how to pronounce her name. Uh the Is it Leia Sidu? Yeah. All right, Leia Sidu. So the the reason why he's a fucking weirdo is because he will tweet like he will he will retweet anything Norman Reed Like he like those people are in his thing. Like those people are in his game, and he's like in love with them. But the reason he's a fucking weirdo, especially, is with uh, say your name it one more time. Uh, Leia Sidu. Leia Leia Sidu. Um, Mm -hmm. bro, if you Google, if you Twitter search and set to images, you will not find a picture of her that he hasn't retweeted. Like, I don't know what, like her and Lindsay Wagner legit. If you Twitter search any picture, any picture that shows up in a Twitter search at all of either of those two, he has retweeted it. He like, he's got some sort of fucking, he's got Google alerts, but for Twitter for any picture that shows up with either of those two, and he always retweets it, like it's it's so fucking weird. I'm like, they. So here's the deal. I'm assuming they have to be in death training too, but like, I wonder if they're like, yo, this dude's mad creepy. Actually, I don't know if I want to do this anymore.
1: It's <laughs> like, it's probably one of those things where he's. It's like it's it's, it's like I think if it, he probably just goes, well, he's not weird. He's just Japanese, right? It's like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like they're just like it's a different culture. They, you know, he he's like you know what I'm saying. Like if yeah. it was. Maybe a different, maybe if he was, like, was American, they'd be like, this guy cannot stop retweeting him.
0: <laughs> yeah, every time I see, I'm like, bro, more pictures of this Sidu? Uh, like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing today. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's I tested it. Scans, I tested he's, it. He's, one like, day. he's weird.
1: He scanned horses. He scans, you know, horse testicles, right? Oh, no, no. He scans, you're right? No, wait. He was, no, he, he mo caps, right? He's like, he mo caps yeah. horses. Yeah. So, like, he's a weird guy. Like, of course he's going to retweet pictures of women. But, like, it,
0: all right, I, and when I tell you I tested this, I woke up one morning and saw two pictures of her. And then I like I was like let me check something and I literally Twitter searched photos fucking uh her And like literally, like the first ten that popped up, he had retweeted all of them, and I was like, "This dude's fucking weird.
1: Uh, This dude is obsessed, bro." There was was an account called like Cinematics or Cinemaholics or something like that, right? Yeah, and they do it's kind of like film discussion or film news or whatever. But they would always post for a while there. They would just could not stop posting pictures uh, of it was after Top Gun, after of Jennifer Connelly, like young okay. Jennifer Connelly. And like every day, and people were like, dude, come on. And then he moved to like Leia Sidu, and like every day he'd post like pictures because she used to be a model, so it'd be like it'd be like some like really like provocative pictures. Oh and people in the no, he were like has, He can't keep getting away with it. He <laughs> retweeted like what I
0: would call a tasteful uh, nude photo shoot like 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 of Liz and Doe and like retweeted it and i was like bro you're just a fucking weirdo." Oh, like, he can't keep doing this yeah you just you can't keep getting away with this it's fucking
1: yeah he's he's a he's a man obsessed if you get a chance to yeah go through his pictures and like see if you find something about him watching something and if it's if it's very short like if it's just like i watched this movie in imax today especially mario or something like that and the replies everybody's like "God, oh, bro the god hated it or like he hated it <laughs> that's incredible
0: um, but oh yeah, that's the other thing. He's a giant movie buff. I will say like every fucking time I wake up in the morning, he's like, I watched this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie. And they're not all yeah. just like blockbusters. Like he's, he's got some deep cuts in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So anyways, I was just, uh, I figured I'd bring that up because I thought <laughs> it was hilarious. So what have you, uh, what have you been getting into?
1: Um, yeah. So this week I'll start with the big one. I have uh, three movies and a TV show. I'll start with uh, the big movie of the week, which was Fast X, the new fast and Furious movie. Um, and I would consider myself somebody who is a huge fan of the series. I love the series, but I think what has happened over the last few movies is that people, both people watching and then also the people making it, have learned the wrong idea have learned the wrong ideas about the best ones. Okay. Whereas now they're the distillation of the bottom of the barrel stuff. Oh, no. So, like, you've seen Fast X, right? Or not Fast X, sorry, uh, Fast Five? I believe so. I'm, I'm pretty the sure Brazil I saw one. On
0: I really can't remember. Um, I haven't watched enough of them. But, like, also they're not, like, you know, real narrative masterpieces. So, like, I can't re- Right. I can't remember. Give me a stunt that happens
1: in Fast Five or an action sequence. In Fast Five, um, they, they hook up... This bank vault. safe. Okay, did like see that one. 100%. Chargers. Yep. And they just pull them through the streets. Yep. And it's like nuts, right? It's yep. like the saw final big one. heist. I saw that one and the runway one is maybe six? Six. And that those are the peaks. That's like the peak. It's, yeah. it's like, A the like A and then A minus. So those are the best ones. And so the series slowly built up to five right? I think 1 through 4, you could easily say are a prelude. Like, it's like, it all built up to 5, where 5 was the first fully formed version of what the series could be. And then 6 sort of continued it, and then 7 was almost kind of there, and then Paul Walker died, and then uh, 7, or uh, then 8, 9, and then this one, have all kind of just sort of traded water. Um, 5 is so great, because it, especially coming off of a 4, it's like a breath of fresh air, right? It's like the first time that I watched it, I was like, wow, like, th- that wasn't just like a good you know, just sort of like sort of be action movie like the first four. It was like this is actually like borderline like you know almost like how can I say it like John Wick. It's like John Wick 1 right. John Wick 1 or 2. We were like this is something else right. Right. And so then ever since then ever since Paul Walker died they've sort of been trading water where they're just it's just they're missing a certain energy that he brought. and the, Which is so weird because you know when you think Paul Walker you don't think Great thespian, right? Like, this this firecracker of charisma. God, what's that awful movie he did with the fucking RZA? Um, oh, my gosh. I can't remember. I don't even, honestly, I, I can't even remember the other movies he's made, right? Like, I only know him. For, I mean, I know he's made other ones, but I remember this one. And that's the thing is that he's... It, it's so bizarre because he's his energy is missing so much in these last three. But it, it, it's not like he's Robert Downey Jr., right? It's, it's not like well, they <laughs> yeah. lost Iron Man, right? So... It's interesting to see sort of how these go. But anyway, so these 5 and 6, they had stories, right? In 6, he's trying to get Letty back because she has got amnesia or something. And they have to find this dangerous criminal. And they've been asked by the... So there's, like, stories, right? Like, oh, and that guy was there. And then they went there because there was a reason. And even in 5, it's like, we've got to get this heist to clear our names. And we have to get this bit to get this heist. Wait, like, somebody was like, there, there has to be a story. Mm-hmm. And this one, dude, like, after I left, like, an hour after I left, I was like what was this story like what what, what, <laughs> what were they trying to do right and I feel be- like based be-
0: on previews uh,
1: mm-hmm. all right
0: so I feel like hmm all right so I don't I, I don't know enough about the first four to like really make a statement but I have an idea which is that the first four are racing slash heist movies um whereas i think fast five is a car centric heist maybe action kind of movie but the the fifth
1: one is the one with the rock right yes it's it's the first one that like sort of brings everybody together it honestly did avengers a year before avengers and the the
0: thing is is the rock is the I guess I don't know this for sure, but The Rock seems like the first, like, villain that is a singular thing and not just, like, I don't know, just some idea, I guess. Um, Like, he's an active antagonist to them. Um, Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, I think since 5, literally, 5 was good. Like you said, 6 was pretty good. The last 3, I can remember, have just been like they've just set up some villain like in it like the whole thing is like get this villain and i'm like that's not what these movies should be like there it's like get Jason Statham like he's a bad guy we need to get him and then it's like get John Cena he's a bad guy we need to get him like it seems like there's not any story other than like we're just giving you a bad guy to go after <laughs> like like you guys are the best of the best we're coming to you to get rid of Jason Statham it's like okay
1: exactly yeah yeah and exactly, and so then what ends up happening is that when you go get the bad guy, it's like okay, but like what? What is the story? What's the push? Right. Right. So, but anyway, so fortunately, I mean, the and the thing is, so like, and I'm, I you know, after so these movies, so it's like it's like you you have this thing that used to be this fully formed thing, and now it's just the scraps, sort of running, <laughs> running on fumes, sort of running on just like the, the, the bare. the bare essentials right like big action scene sort of like oh there's a MacGuffin that's sort of like a technical thing like oh this this piece of tech could destroy the world and then you have like some hand-to-hand combat stuff and so for me it's like as i'm watching it i'm like there's not much here and i can't i hope that the series ends in the next one because it's like it has to like it's like you can only do it so much but jason momoa is a great villain i think he's really great um do you remember we talked about here about fast nine if, if you remember we talked about john cena about how we look at john cena and we're like dude they brought this guy who's like naturally charismatic and they just made him into this i must break you i'm john cena do you right. remember that I yeah i remember about Ronnie, about that. right yeah and we were like dude like how dude like this guy's like when he been peacemaker right? right he's like funny but he, he could be like he's fucking evil in the suicide squad um and but, you know, he still has a little bit of, you know, sort of edginess to it, or like, you know, funniness to him, um, humor to him. Um, but, in you know, and it's like they, they took those notes of us. The, let's say they heard the podcast and they were like, they said it, do a 180 because Jason Momoa is fucking nuts, dude. He is like the giant jacked Joker, like okay. he's like up there, like doing like goofy stuff and laughing when an explosion goes off. He's like, oh, my God. Oh! You know, like he, he's like fully like like he's chewing the scenery he's like destroying it right so it's fun to see him for that because it's like well at least it's not a boring guy going me like i must break you down. i'm good i'm a big tough guy (laughs) right so that's fun and and then also they pump so much money then some of the action scenes dude are so fucking huge that you're like i'm not getting this anywhere else um, especially the one that's shown in the trailers a bunch, which I'm so glad I didn't watch, because I watched some in a couple of TV commercials after, and I'm like, that's I was telling Satan, like, that's the that's the that's the climax. That's the finale of the movie right there. Okay. But it it's like you're watching like, dude nobody else is pulling this kind of, off, that kind of shit <laughs> off, right? And even if half of it is, like, sort of CGI-looking, half of it isn't. Like, it's like... Like, something happens, and there's, like, six cars just being blown to fucking smithereens. And you're like, they literally did that. Because <laughs> they literally have Universal's um, pouring money into them. So I'm like, you know what? I appreciate the series because... You know, yes, it's cool to see you know a car, movie do a car, a small car chase It's cool. But when you, you know, it's just cool to see somebody put this much money into something like this, right? Because right. like nobody else is going to get this kind of money to just be like, oh, we're going to explode a thousand cars on a desert highway, right? Right. So that's cool. So I think if you're a fan of the series, you're going to like this one like I am. I mean, I liked it fine, but, you know, it does make me miss the old days where somebody could come in like... The idea of me being like, dude, Fast Ten's gonna be completely different." There's a chance that we could get another Fast Five. That's dead, right? It's just you know, you know what you get it. It's like a, it's like a Big Mac. You're gonna, you know what you're gonna get every time. And if you like Big Macs, then you know you're gonna get it, right? But as before, you know you would get Fast Five like, wow, like that was a completely different change of pace. <laughs> and then Fast Six, it's like, wow, dude, it's complete different action scenes with the like, characters you care about and like this new thing and this that thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say like uh, you said, you you know you would only watch two. You can skip it. Um, I, you know, hope that the next one's the last one they said it was going to be. So you know, fingers crossed. But, um, but, uh, yeah, so that's Fast X. Um, Real and quick, then the next I thing, just, can oh, yeah. I tell mm-hmm. you
0: a random anecdote I heard, um, yeah. about Vin Diesel that made me laugh harder than mm-hmm. I've probably ever laughed? Um, I can't remember where I read it or where I heard it, but apparently had something to do with the, uh, like had something to do with the F, uh, they were either talking about it or it happened at the F1 race that took place in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were either talking about the instance because of that happening or it just had, was related to that. But basically the thing I read was that they were like, they had an opportunity, like a bunch of people had an opportunity to like ride in a in a race vehicle with like one of, like either an F1 driver or like a, Formula driver, like going around a track, and you could ride with them while they're doing that. And so, I can't remember why they were talking about it. I think maybe somebody was super into cars. Like, some it was sport, it was definitely a sports podcast, but like they were talking about it because I, maybe one athlete was into cars and was there and did it. But then the anecdote that they brought up was that Vin Diesel was there, and Vin Diesel is also super into cars and racing and whatever. And you mm-hmm. would think that that would be a thing. That he would jump at the bit to do, and he didn't do it. And apparently the reason that he gave for him not doing it is that, like, Dom Toretto never sits in the passenger seat. And I'm like, bro, you're a fucking psychopath. Like, like my man thinks
1: he's real-life Dom Toretto. (laughs) I mean, it kind of happened. Did you see that picture of him showing up at the Lakers game, courtside? And he was wearing like the 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 not it's not a tank top. What is it called? Like a like a it's like a t shirt, but with the sleeves cut off, and it's like black. And he's wearing the chain. Oh my! Walking around with sunglasses inside. Oh my! And it's like you are not Dom Toretto. and and it sucks because I think, you know, watching him in something like the the um, Saving Private Ryan, or even hearing him do voice acting in in um the Iron Giant. And I've seen—I forget what else he's in that he's, and even the first Fast and Furious, dude. The, the Dominic Trin in the first Fast and Furious is completely different from whatever this guy is now. right? <laughs> Where there's a guy that he's a—he's a good actor, right. right? Like he's like he's like legitimate. Like, dude, if you watch that first one, it's a 180. Because this guy now is like, Oh, I, I'm going to fight for family, and I'm not going to give up. <laughs> right? It's like Sylvester Stallone, like in the later Rocky movies, right? Or not really, not really Rocky, because he's always been vulnerable in those later Rambo movies right right when he's like i'm gonna kill you know and it's like dude like that's not because if you watch that first one like he's screaming and he's like emotional and he he gives that great monologue about you know the when he heard his dad die on the racetrack and he's like i beat this guy with an inch of his life and you know i i I couldn't even lift my arm because of what had happened you know what i'm saying like it's like good stuff and then but you know he they let him take over the series and they let him think that he was the i mean he was a reason that it became big but it's not the reason so that and so that's what
0: that's all right so paul walker uh, however he is, like you said, he's not like a great thespian. That's what it is, is that ball walker was just as much the face as Vin Diesel. So Vin mm-hmm. Diesel couldn't act the way he acts now. Like, <laughs> right. Like he couldn't be as ridiculous as he is now because like at the end of the day, like, yeah, people are kind of here for hand you hand and hand. this other guy though. Right. Like, right. So now it's just him. Like, he's pulling all the strings, and that's fucking awesome. right.
1: Exactly. Yes, yes. And it's like, you know, nobody's here to see you, Otis, but maybe a little bit. <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, it just, and then he's the, I mean, Justin Lin, he directed four, five, and six. And he's the reason he, the, he's the director. He is, like, I would say 33% of the reason that he got huge. And he came back to do F9, which is not very really good. And then he was going to do this one, and he had to, like, just, he couldn't take Vin anymore. So <laughs> it sucks because he's a great director. And, and he, him being a, t- he was like, he, he came back after, excuse me, after eight and he was like, I'm going to do nine and then the two part finale. And I was like, dude. And it's one of those things where like you hear that and you go, yes, there's a chance the series can be saved. Like we're going to do something big. And then now it's just like, okay, cool. Like I'll watch it because I'm a fan. But like there's no more excitement or there's no sort of hope that there's going to be some sort of big excitement right, in the next one.
0: Kevin Diesel's out of control, bro. Somebody's got to stop him.
1: (sighs) Oh, my God. You're an actor. You're a good actor, too. Like, you know. Um, But anyway, so yeah, that's Fast X. And then the next one is a TV show I watched called Jury Duty. Have you heard of this at all? So I haven't until, like, all right, I
0: saw you put Jury Duty on here. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was like, oh, did he get called to do Jury Duty? And then... Mm -hmm. Like, so the whole time before this episode, I was like, oh, this man went, like, had to go do jury duty or something. And then, like, a day or two, a day ago, or maybe two days ago, like, on, is it on Hulu or, like, Apple TV, maybe?
1: I watched it on Amazon
0: Prime, but Amazon Prime. I think it's in a couple couple spots okay, so, because
1: it's um on, like, Freebie
0: or something. I don't know. Oh, that is, that's where it was Freebie is the reason why I saw it. Now that you say that, <laughs> but like an ad popped up on my smart TV, like on the home screen mm-hmm. and I saw like a show named jury duty. And I was like, this, that shit that ever's talking about. And I remember thinking that I recognize one dude, but I couldn't know his name, but like he is, I feel like he's maybe an X-Man. Is that, is that correct? Oh yes. James Marsden. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I had no idea what his name is, but like, uh, Cyclops, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, so, and, yeah, I did see an ad for it, so I know exactly what you're talking about now. But And him being that level of famous is exactly what this show uses. So, basically, what the show is, is, is this guy who gets called into jury duty. And he's a he's a person. He's like a real guy. He's like a real dude. But every single other thing about the jury duty situation is fake. So, it's a fake case. And every juror is an actor. The lawyers are actors. The, the, the judge is an actor. And James Marsden plays himself as an actor being called in. Okay, I was just about to say, I'm looking at the cast.
0: And, like, I recognize Kirk Fox. And I don't remember what I recognize him from. Um, and it's like, he plays Pat McCurdy. And then it says, James Marsden. James Marsden. And I'm like,
1: what? <laughs> like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, And, yeah, so he, like, plays himself. But, so... So that's the conceit of the show is that they're trying to like see like what you know he, it's this guy is like hey can you be he, he's the what is he called the foreman he's like the leader of the jurors he's like the guy that's put in charge of the jurors okay and so um basically what the show is trying to so to, well a couple of things first thing um in terms of the, the show like I heard about it months ago and somebody said it's talked about it in a podcast I listened to they're like this is this thing and I was like oh that sounds cool whatever um I hadn't heard anything about it and then like Right before, two one or two weeks before I started the show, like, I had, like, three or four friends, like, come up and be like, oh, did you watch Jury Duty? Like, not, not connected at all. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so apparently, it's been kind of spreading via, like, word of mouth. And they were like, it's so funny. It's so, like, it's so, I was dying laughing. I was like, all right, well, let me check it out. And so, yeah, like I said, the show basically sets that up. And they have to go through the trial. And they set this real person up to be, like, the hero and, like, figure see if he can convince everybody to come do a verdict, right? Uh-huh. And so the show is the show. I mean, basically, I appreciate what the show does in terms of, um, like what its its goals, what it's trying to show. Mm-hmm. Right, that that jury duty most of the time is seen sort of as this burden, but what it really it is what it really is 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 sort of a way to form a community, and then also it gives an average hum an average American, an average citizen, a chance to be a leader, a chance to be you know you know to be. Given a chance to, to lead men and and show that you know everybody has a chance to to you know, be good and and have a purpose where maybe before they felt a little lost. So I commend that the show for doing that because it's like okay that's what you're trying to do. Um, I didn't love it as much as most people. I think some people like loved it. Like it's so funny. I thought it was, you know, was just a couple of chuckles here and there. Like, I think it tries so hard to, to 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 fit into that mold that half the time I'm like, why don't you just do a draw, like a scripted show and you, you would have gotten those themes and it would have also been funnier. Mm-hmm. Or why don't you just do a straight up reality show? And maybe that would have been a little bit more interesting because it's in between this in between land. It can't be too outrageous or else the guy would have seen through it. But then it can also be too realistic because then it's like, well, then why did you hire actors to do this shit? You know, right. And so I think I just couldn't really see past that. Um, But I, I think, you know, it's eight episodes, half hour each. I think it's really cool. And I think James Marsden is a, like if I could were to rate it a certain rating system, I think he's a whole reason for an extra rating because what he, you know, he's exactly you saying that, like he's the next one. He's like, I recognize the guy, right? He's like famous enough that you know who he is. And so he plays exactly that kind of character. Like I'm sure you're thinking about a character. Like he plays like, how can I say like, like a jerk version of that actor, right? Like, don't you know who I am? I'm James Marsden, bitch. (laughs) Like that kind of, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Like it's like that. So he's like, he's like, man, you. He's like, oh man, i never, I didn't have this kind of fucking trouble on the set of Sonic, like that, kind of stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so the guy, and so he's like, dude, I remember you. You're from that movie, Sex Drive. He's like, yeah, that's me. And he brings like a DVD that I like. The hero, the real human, comes in and like gets it, brings in a DVD of this like shitty mid two thousands movie and like asks him to sign it. That's incredible. So he. Yeah, he's awesome. He's really funny because he's, he's he says stuff like that. He's like, hey, "I got a, you know, I got a big time, you know, uh, audition. You know, I just can't, oh, I just can't be stuck here with these people. Oh God, I got to wear my sunglasses because the paparazzi are coming." Like that kind of shit, right? right? So he his performance is great. As you know, like you said, he's. He does, it, I'm glad it doesn't say himself. It says James Marsden because he's definitely not playing himself, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I think you know, like I know you watch shows sometimes on your break. I think I think it's worth watching. Okay. I think. I I think I I don't want to be saying that I didn't like it as much. Um, sort of dissuade you from watching it just because it's only because I had heard, Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. It's like the best comedy I've seen in years. And it kind of wasn't that. Um, but, uh, yes, that's jury duty. It's on freebie. I watched it through Amazon prime, but I'm sure I could have watched it through freebie or, so I, I I don't know. I just kind of, right. That's how I watched it. All right. Um, but, um, yeah. So what, what, yeah. What else have you been watching? All right, so
0: um, I've, watched, I've watched more Always Sunny. I think I'm on, like, season 13, uh, so I'm, I'm catching up quick. Um, but season 12, I'm pretty sure, I saw an episode, and one of my friends was like, "It's it might be my favorite episode. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. and it's, it's hero or hate crime. Do you remember this episode?
1: I don't, mm -mm. Okay.
0: So, Hero or Hate Crime. um, So, I watched it, and what's funny is that, like, I thought it was very good, and I will will tell you what the episode is, but just to begin, I thought it was, like, a very good episode, but I was like, I don't know that I could ever consider it, like, one of the best, right? Like, the Implication episode, Kills Me, Dentist System, like, there's all these ones. But anyway, so, like, um... But then the thing is, is like I was like, all right. And then uh, that friend came over, and we watched it again because he hadn't seen it in a while. And like mm-hmm. on more consecutive watches, I don't know why. Like, because I don't know that I'm even catching anything new. But like the bits get funnier every time. Um, but anyway, so the episode is um, it starts and like. <laughs> Frank is standing at. They're all outside, right? But it's just Frank. And he's just standing around, like, whistling, just looking at the sky. Then it, like, cuts to Charlie and Mac rounding a corner. And, like, Mm. one of the things that kills me is that, like, Charlie goes, like, ooh, dog shit. And then steps in it. And Mac's like, why did you just step in that dog shit on purpose? And he was like, ah, I didn't. It was an accident. And he's like, you're the one that pointed it out to me. Um, so he steps <laughs> in the dog shit, then D and, then it cuts to D and Dennis are like talking and she drops her stuff and a lotterys ticket goes out. Mac sees the lottery ticket, goes to pick it up. There's a fucking piano being hoisted on a crane, like Acme style. And, uh, Frank sees it and he yells out to Mac, <laughs> uh, the, he goes, hey, look out then the derogatory term for a homosexual, man. That starts with an F. And, like, everyone turns to look at Mac. And then oh. Charlie jumps, <laughs> kicks Mac in the chest to get him out of the way with his dog shit shoe. Um, kicks him out of the way of the piano. The piano falls. And so, like, Frank comes running over. They all come running over to Mac. And, like, everyone's like, oh, my God. And Frank's like, oh, my God. And then... Matt goes like, "Oh my god, that was not cool." And Frank's like, "What?" And he's like, "You just you just called me a slur. That was a hate crime." And Frank was like, "I saved your life. What are you talking about?" And then they're just like arguing back and forth. And it's like, "So what is it? Is this am I a hero or is this a hate crime?" Um, and so that's the <laughs> that's name of the episode. <laughs>
1: but do you think you've ever seen this episode? It sounds familiar. I think I remember that god all right so um, like there's yeah, later seasons i only watched the episodes once and i just kind of like week to week yeah um whereas the earlier seasons you know i would watch it and then i would rewatch it like a week later or i would watch him on dvd or something so if you get a second i mean it's only 30 minutes
0: you should go back and watch it because i think it's incredible and like i said i think it has gotten better on every rewatch for me um because mm-hmm. i watched it with that guy and then I saw a guy at work, and I was like, you know what episode you would love? This one. And, like, we watched it on lunch, and it just it kills me every time. But, like, he so they're they're talking, like, just one of the, like, the very beginning thing that kills me. They're, like, mm-hmm. at a desk. The, all five of them are at a desk with an arbitrator. They're like, going through arbitration. And so they're all arguing, and the guy's standing on the other side, and he's like, um, so, okay, so just to be, uh, sure we are trying to figure out whether or not a hate crime was committed and Dennis is like <laughs> no he doesn't fucking get it and, and he's like uh, and he's all confused and <clears throat> they they talk some more and he's like wait so you brought me here to see who deserve who gets this scratch off ticket and they're like yeah now he gets it um and they talk like they talk about the scratch he's like all right so why don't we just scratch the lottery ticket just to see if it's worthless, blah, blah, blah. And Dennis is like, no, nah, he doesn't fucking get it. And he's like, this represents hope. It's the, like, it's it, it's everything. This group stands on blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, all right, all right. So, uh, we can do this, but we need to uh, accept the rules that we will treat each other with kindness. And, uh, with like, uh, I don't know. It's like kindness and we will be fair towards each other or something. And he's like, are we all good at that? And it shows every, all their faces and they're all like looking kind of weird. And then it just cuts and it's a new arbitrator standing there. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's just fucking great. Very there's great. the... God, yeah, just go... every Everybody, if you get a chance, please watch it. Because there's a section with the second arbitrator um, where Mac uh, gets Frank to try to say something um, mm-hmm. in front of it. It's just, it's great.
1: Um, so definitely go check that out. Okay. Hero or Hate Crime. Uh, very, yeah. Because so. that, that scenario, the opening scenario sounds really familiar because, because he doesn't say it right. Like he just, blur, like somebody honks a horn or something and it's like, oh my God, like I can't believe, it right? Or does he, I no, can't, he says like, it. it. Okay. Because <laughs> it sounds pretty like, familiar but I can't yeah, quite he like, he does whatever. say it and he's like, at one point he's like why did you say that he's like ah, there was a
0: lot going on I had to yell <laughs> something that cut through all the noise and they're like and mm. look when I said it he looked up he knew I was talking about him he was like Charlie looked at him Dennis and D looked at him hell even the kid across the street looked at him everybody <laughs> knew I was talking about him and that's Dude. what saved his life and like he's like uh actually I was going to do a sweet backflip to safety. <laughs> Dennis is like, you've never done a flip in your fucking life. Do you hear this guy? Like, it's, just, it's so great.
1: Uh, that's funny. Oh, speaking of, of, of great TV, of, of, like really funny episodes. Um, have we talked here about the show Dave? Have, we, have you watched it? I have watched seasons one and two, I think. What? Okay. I know you won't want to, but I think you should watch episode i'm gonna say three of season three or two of season three it's the one what is it called dude it is the funniest half hour of tv show i've seen in a long time and it has dude one bit that happens in it dude i i had to pause it i could not breathe because of what was happening i rewound it like three times um, I have to Google like what the season is Because I'm watching, uh, that's what I'm watching right now That's why I'm not talking about it mm-hmm. Because I'm still like halfway done with it um, But It's episode It's episode 2, season 3, episode 2 Okay And so the conceit of that one is um, He's like filming a music video Like in his house in his, uh, like His house growing up And so it's kind of like where He's rapping about Growing up and half, like, you know, you see little bits of the music video. He'll be like, you oh, growing up, I didn't get it right. And you see, like, actors acting it. And he'll be like, cut, cut. Can we get another kid in here? Because You know, like that. Right. And then you see, like, him trying to put the episode together. And it's, like, this fucking chaos of him acting and putting the show together. Or the, the music video together. And, dude, like, oh, I just can't do it justice. And I don't want to say what it is. Because, it like, when it happens, dude, I literally i almost pissed myself it was so goddamn funny i told sydney i was like Sid, it is the funniest thing i've seen in at least years like i couldn't breathe and i sent it to a friend because he, he was also watching it he's like dude i had to." I, I he's like i could not stop laughing it was so goddamn funny um but sorry yeah it, it just reminded me of that because it's like one of those where i was like you know i like dave i think the show's very funny um i don't think it's like one of the best comedies ever where i'm like laughing consistently, like oh my god hilarious um but that episode, dude, just put me on the fucking floor. Like no other. It's probably it's easily my favorite episode of the series. And I was telling Sydney, she's like, I didn't even finish season two. I'm like, you don't need to. It, it's like its own self-contained thing because it's just little Dicky making a music video. Like that's all it is. Okay. Like there's no. I mean there's no sort of. I did watch season two, so really I only need to watch
0: one more episode before I get to that one. Um. Mm-hmm. So that may be what I do next. Uh,
1: maybe yeah. I'll watch yeah. This. I think. And it's so funny. I mean, the episode one is great. I think you and I talked about how season two makes him a huge fucking dick. I mean, on purpose. But it's kind of hard to watch sometimes. This one's—he's much more. I mean, clearly, like much more. Just restrained. A, Just. A, is season two the season that has all the
0: Benny Blocko stuff in it? Or was that yes, season yes. one? Also? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and text me after you watch that episode. Dude. I, okay. I, I cannot recommend it enough. Oh my God. And if you get a chance to watch, Hero, of hate crime. Also, text me. Yes. We'll, we'll, okay. We'll, yeah. I'll, I'll watch talk that. About yeah. about the next episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. But um, yeah, if you anything else you've been watching. Um, yeah. So, man, I don't. I think I've talked about it on here before because I think we talked about sports
0: movies once. One of my favorite sports movies of all time, probably in my top three, is White <clears> Men <throat> Can't Jump. Um, yes. Yes. We, yeah. So I, I love so much about that movie. Um, but they did a remake um, with Jack Harlow and... Mm-hmm. Uh, some. I actually don't recognize the other guy. Either. I do not recognize the other actor also. Uh, that's what I was about to say. I was like, actually, I don't know who that other guy is. Um, mm-hmm. But the the pull is clearly supposed to be Jack Harlow. Um, yeah. And I thought, based on the trailer... Um, that it was going to be terrible uh it looked
1: very sure sort of like like an IP like people recognize this just remake it put like some like a right modern... like like Jack Harlow can't
0: be a good actor right you know what I mean like we, right, just, right. we just put a, a popular guy in it that people will know um and and we'll just remake it um so the thing is is I then saw another trailer recently and while I still was like, this could be bad, there were at least some lines that I thought were funny and kind of touched on a lot of the same like essence of the first one, which is, Mm -hmm. I mean, not, there's a lot of racial undertones in a movie called white men can't jump. Surprise, surprise about basketball. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's like, there's one joke that's in the trailer. And so Woody Harrelson's character In the original, his whole thing is he's like he's great at talking shit to people, and like one of the big oh, and also he's great at talking shit. He's really good at basketball, and he does the like I show up looking like an idiot so I can hustle people out of money because they think they won't be they won't think I can play. Like I'm a goofy white dude; they're not gonna think I can play. So that's the that's like his main character, and Mm -hmm. the like part of it is that like he talks shit because it throws people off their game because then they're too focused on trying to get back at the person talking shit so jack harlow in the trailer who's clearly reminiscent of woody harrelson's character um it's like he tells the guy the other guy here uh cinqua walls who i don't Mm -hmm. never heard of um but uh he he's like bro, you need to, you need to start, like, he's basically like, you need to start talking shit too. He's like, you have so much material that I can't even touch, which is clearly him saying like, you're black, you can say the things that I can't say. And the other guy's like, what material? And like, Jack Harlow's like, uh, you know what, never mind. And he's like, nah, tell us, what material? And like, he just walks away.
1: And so like, I saw that and I was like, that's kind of incredible. Um, it's kind of like, what a, it's, it's a little bit like what happens in Dave, honestly, like where he's like, he like, he's navigating the rap space and he's like, well, I certainly can't say a couple things you know, like, you know, I know my space, but you know. Yeah. So what I will say about the movie
0: is it's not horrible. Um, I don't think it is, you know, let's just go ahead and see. I'm going to feel bad. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes, 28%. Um, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. all right. So I don't know for sure. I would say this movie is one of those movies that's, like, a 5 out of 10, but it's consistently a 5 out of 10, so it's going to get all rottens.
1: You know what I mean? As opposed oh, yeah. to the movie okay, that's, that's, like... yeah. that's what I was going to say. I was, like, yeah, when you said 28, I was, like, well, you know, come on. Like, maybe it's, like, literally, like, somebody went, and hey, if they would have changed one thing, maybe they would have liked it, but, like, eh, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right there, actually, right? Actually, IMDb,
0: 4.6 out of 10. Metacritic, 40%. So, I feel like that's what it is, right? It's, like... Just the most, like, average whatever movie. Um, I don't think there's anything straight up terrible about it. Um, But, like, I don't think anybody's going to walk away and be like, wow, that was incredible. But, like, here's a couple things I will say about it. There's definitely some funny bits that are reminiscent of the original. Um, What's funny is there's, like, kind of a climax... Also, I think the first one has a much more serious streak to it as well. Like, it does have a story to tell, whereas this doesn't really. Like, it's kind of just a vehicle for some jokes. Um, which, again, is probably why it's so low on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it, it can't be great, because it's really not trying to tell much other than to have some jokes. Um, but what's funny is, like, one of the like kind of big turning points in the original movie is a scene where Woody Harrelson is trying to convince Wesley Snipes that he can dunk and it turns into this whole, like, character moment about Woody Harrelson kind of being his own worst enemy. Um, so And that's why it's called White Men Can't Jump. Uh, uh-huh. That There's nothing like that in this movie. So, like, you even took the reason the title is there and just, like, got rid of that. Like, you're like, no, we're not doing the White Men Can't Jump part of White Men Can't Jump. Um, <laughs> we're just going to take that out. But uh-huh. the thing that, the couple things that were surprising to me... Um, Lance Reddick is in it. Had no idea. Um, and he has, like, a little moment that's, like, really good. Um, he's not a giant character in it. He's, he's Wall's dad. Um, and he's got, like, a little moment to it that's really good. Um, Tiana Taylor plays Wall's girlfriend. She's very small part. I was like, she kind of did pretty good with what she had. Like, and... Mm -hmm. Uh, there was that other movie she was in recently where she's like one of the leads. The mom. do sorry, the way She's one of the leads. Like she's like, Oh yeah. The main character, I think maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1001. I don't know if I talked about it here, but it was, I mean, she was great in it. Right. Um, and that's,
0: that's like another thing. So I heard that she was great in it and I saw this and I was like, there's really not much here, but like after seeing this, it doesn't surprise me that she can actually act. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it didn't, it, it kind of came out of nowhere, but I could see it. Um. Let's see, Vince Staples plays one of the friends, <laughs> and he's hilarious. Like, he kills me every time he says anything in this movie. He's a super small side part, but he's he's great in it. Um, so, yeah, like I would say, it's not, like, completely with, it. it's not gutter trash, but, like, there's not a whole lot to it. I would definitely, if you've never seen it or the original, definitely watch the original. Um, if you love the original, you'll like some bits about this one um but that's kind of
1: where i'm at with it okay that's good to know yeah yeah i mean somebody was like what movie oh air they were like air is a perfect seven out of ten movie it's like seven out of ten the whole seven out of ten the whole way through he's like but the truth is we need more seven out of ten movies right like (laughs) there's no reason for us not to have these like sort of just like a healthy movie environment should have pretty average movies pretty good ones and then like great ones right they shouldn't just be either shit or great right also,
0: it's an hour 40 minutes, which is not, like, super short, but it's pretty... Yeah, that's... Answer. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, that's uh that's nice. the 2023 remake of White Men Can't Jump. Nice, nice. Um, So, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about my last thing, which is just yeah. uh, also pretty short. I talked about Resident Evil on here, how I was starting to play that, and it was kind of yeah. like a long puzzle thing, right? Like, the zombies weren't really an issue. It's a lot of running around to figure out the puzzles
1: figuring out the stuff and then you go back and then if you were to like, like you said like you lost like a bunch of progress but then you made it back in like 15 minutes
0: right because a lot of it is figuring it out and so once you right. figured it yeah. out and you like die it's like okay well i can just do the things i figured out very quickly
1: mm-hmm. so
0: uh i basically i had i had a friend watch me play it uh some and because he had played it forever ago and so you start out with a knife and i told the guy like the guy was like what do you I, he saw all the dead zombies on the ground. He was like, bro, you're not supposed to kill all these because you need to save the ammo. And I was like, I, I didn't use ammo. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, mm-hmm. the knife. He was like, I've, I've never seen anybody kill a zombie with the knife. And so basically what I learned was that like if you pull out the knife, he like mm-hmm. gets in a stance. And you can slash like right when they get into range. And when you put away the knife, he takes a step back in his stance from where he originally started. And so what I figured out was that as these zombies were all like uh, like you know just fucking meandering about was I could slash them and then when he takes a step back they would miss their little lunge. So like I would just run around with like <coughs> with like one zombie at a time following me. I'd take like three steps back, turn around, cut him, three steps back, turn around, cut him. And he was like That's I yeah, he was like, I've never seen that. Like, it, it that's the most <laughs> absurd thing I've ever seen. I was like, yeah, bro, these zombies are a fucking joke. So then mm-hmm. he's watching me play, right? Like, I share playing on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. He's watching me play. There's this whole set of puzzles that I would say are the first phase. I don't know how long first phase is. I don't know if first phase is 10%, if it's 20%, if it's 50 mm-hmm. I don't know. But, like, I didn't realize... All, so... It, Very early on, you can find this key. When you pick up the key, two shields, two statues with shields on them start to come together. They're clearly going to fucking mush you. So you put the key back. Um, And so obviously you're like trying to figure out how the fuck I need to get this key. But you can't figure it out, so you leave it alone for a while. So you do all these things that eventually lead you to, through all these twists and turns, you realize like one of the things you grab is a fake key. It is a key that looks exactly like the other one minus the tip of it. And so you're like, you get that and you're like, oh, I'm going to pick up the other key, put this one down, and I'll have the real key. And so you do that. Now, what I did not realize was that this was a game changer. Like, this seems like such an innocuous thing um, Mm -hmm. that you're just like, whatever. Bro, I pick up this key. Uh, One thing that I noticed... But, like, nothing had come of it, so it had slipped my mind. But very early on, I noticed and thought it was weird that every zombie I killed, when I would come back... Like, I would leave that room, go f- 15 rooms away, come back to that room, the dead zombie would be in the same spot. And I was like, that's weird. Like, why Like why would a game, especially... This is 2003 when this remake came out. Yeah. Why would a 2003 game... Use the resources to know where these zombies were at. Right? Like that's that's right, a right. weird decision. Bro, so but I've now been deal like I've been dealing with so many other things. I've been playing this game for a while. It's never come up completely across like out of my mind. I walk into a room and the zombie gets back up. And I'm like, oh, I was like, <laughs> oh, this is what we're doing? So look, uh, I pull huh. out the knife, I get in my uh-huh. stance, the zombie's still getting up. I get in the stance. He sprints. I turn. I like drop the knife. I fucking. I'm like, nah, bro. They're running now, cause like I can't. Like I would just stab it. There's no chance that a Step Back's gonna get it because he's running at me. Right, bro. I sprint out of the room. I like stop. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. I was like, is that just one zombie? I go to a different room. Same thing happens. I'm like, nah, dog. Like this is not. They figured me out. Yeah, like, my shit is not going to work anymore. I'm like, stress the fuck out. The game, so the game doesn't, the game pauses when you are in a menu or looking at the map. Mm -hmm. The thing is, when you're looking at the map or in your menu, you cannot see the game at all, I guess is what I would say. Like, you can't see your character, the zombie's nothing. Mm -hmm. So what would happen is, is, like, the way I would go about this is I would get to a door, right? Because all the zombies are running now, and I don't have that much ammo to deal with all the zombies. Like, it's just not feasible. Right. I I would fucking get to a door, open the door, fucking get through it, and immediately pull up the map. And I would just, like, look at the map, and I'd be like, alright, I need to go down the hall to the right and take the third door on the left. And, like, I literally... I'm sitting here holding my controller like, all right. And, like, I turn off the, like, I close the map. Zombies are immediately running at me. I'm, like, trying to juke them running down the halls, like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so then the guy was watching me play. I'm, like, juking zombies. I get to the door. I open the door. Fucking, as I walk through the door, a zombie gets up. Pre-rendered camera angle. So the zombie, like, the camera angle was looking at me, Having just walked through the door with the door behind me, that makes sense. And it's like yeah. very close. Zombie gets up, takes up the whole screen, so he's like right in front of me. I immediately <laughs> went back out the door I came in. I was like, nope, just fucking walked back out. So yeah, the game, the game, the whole game changed. Like it's a whole different game now. I'm like, I'm like, oh no, this is this is a horror game. This is a fucking survival, stressful, fucking game now. Like I. I I was playing with training wheels and did not know. And now, now I'm like scared to play this game. I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. Like, I don't know if I can make it through this
1: game. I might not be able to complete it. Uh, I mean, that's pretty cool because it's like, like you know, you, you sort of had put in your mind, like, oh, this game is this, right? Like, this right. is this, and then it fits this, and like, that's it, right? Where now it's like, oh shit, it's like a whole different ball game, right?
0: Yeah, it's a whole different game. It's a whole different thing to deal with now. And, like, now I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, I get why this game. Assuming this happens the same way in the original. Remember, I told you, I was like, I know this game is considered, like, transformable for the genre. Like, it is a. Mm -hmm. This happening. I'm like, oh, if this shit would have happened to me in. I don't know when the fucking first one came out. Like, not the remake, but the actual first one. Uh, yeah. release date. Like, 1996? Bro, if this would have happened in 1996, I'd have been shit in my pants, bro. I, I There's no chance. <laughs> there's there's no chance I would have ever done anything with this fucking game, bro. Like, that, and so, I get it now. I get it. Like, I, I get why people were like, holy shit about this game. So, um... That's where I'm at with it. Just wanted to give that note. They're they're fucking running now. They they changed from Walking Dead zombies to 28 Days Later zombies, and I'm just not here for it.
1: Now it's like, oh god damn it! Like, right? Like you're saying, it's like, I thought I had figured this game out, and here they go. Right. Yeah. My shit up. And then back then, you know, you couldn't just be like, I'm gonna look it up on YouTube, or I'm gonna look it up on this, or I'm gonna look oh, it up on Reddit. Fine. Right. Now it's like, hopefully somebody somewhere, like you know, hopefully I hear from a guy from a guy who knows a guy who figured it out yeah
0: also the puzzles are still there so I'm like trying to do these puzzles with zombies sprinting at me and like trying to navigate a mansion that's I was just like this shit's outrageous now it got so much harder so fast (laughs) and like so here's the thing you run at the same speed as the zombies so like you can juke them and then like just run and they won't I think they might be slightly faster but like most of the time you can get where you're going as long as you're not stopping so that was my, that was 100% my strategy. It was like, I'll just plan where I'm going, immediately mm-hmm. try and skip through all of them, you know, to avoid them. So the fucked up part is there's a room with some steps. It's like a little stairway, goes down, mm-hmm. like halfway, landing, and then down after a turn, right? I go to sprint away from these zombies. Fucking, it did not occur to me your character has a you know like in some games like you have a separate animation when you're going downstairs versus like just walking you know what i mean like they account for the stairs so Mm -hmm. your guy has a different animation when he's going down the stairs but it's slower and so like i go to sprint past him and go to turn down the stairs and i'm like doing the little like quick steps down the stairs but it's still slower the zombies mm. do not have a slower animation for going down the stairs, bro. They just start fucking <laughs> mauling me on the staircase, and I'm like, no. Like, I'm trying to save ammo. I have to pull out the shotgun and waste a bunch of ammo, kill them. I'm like, this was awful, bro. And like now, I'm like, oh, I gotta avoid stairs. Like, if I know there's stairs, I have a different problem now. It's just fucking terrible. I can't. This game mm. has immediately gotten too difficult for me. So that's fun. But yeah, all right. So that's it's Resident good. Evil. <sighs> I'll
1: let you know if I do end up completing this game or not. That's that's exciting though. That, you know that you think that. I mean, that's. I think that's worth so much. It's like when you go, "Oh wow, okay, this is a different game," like or like a nice twist, right? Right. It's not really a twist. It's just like, oh, okay, all right, no, no, holy shit, no, this is this is something else. Yeah, like it turns into a whole different game despite everything
0: being the same. Like it's not like all of a sudden you have. Eight guns, unlimited ammo and you know what I mean? Like it it is right. everything is still the same. All the mechanics you have are still the same. But the fact that they run now is now changed the whole thing completely. Like and it's just it's it's intense and it's kinda of fun, uh while also being terrified. So that's uh that's Resident Evil. Um anything else you wanted to talk about? I think you had maybe
1: one thing on here. Um yeah, yeah uh two movies okay. super super quick. Um, the first one I watched are you there God It's me Margaret It's like a coming of age story based on the book by Judy Bloom and it was really nice. It's just a nice simple low stakes story of this girl growing up in the suburbs in the 70s and it's just like you, what we put you, like I was watching in theaters and it's just like relaxing right like there's stakes right it's like fam, familial stakes right but it's not like oh my God, dad's gonna get fired and he's gonna go you gonna spiral into the you know or like oh my God mom you know she's got a dark past and it's just like this girl trying to figure out who she is, and she's a teenager, and a mom trying to figure out, like, being a stay-at-home mom. But it's really great, and it's, like, it's nice. It's the kind of movie that I used to watch when I was a kid, like, like uh, camp movies, like, those kind of movies where you watch them, and, and you can see yourself as a, as a kid, as a teen, um, but it's not like, you know, Bobby called me a slut, oh my god, dude! you know, like that kind of thing, right. like, you know, like, sort of a like trashy teen and stuff. Um, so it's really great, I think if you have, especially if, you, if you're a mom, if you're listening to your mom, if you're a kid, um, it's, like, really nice to, to um, maybe watch it with them. Or if you know somebody who has a kid, like I told my, I texted my sister right after I got out. I was like, you should watch this. I mean, her, her my niece isn't a teen yet, but you know, there's still stuff that you can relate to. And I thought it was really, um, a really wonderful movie. Um, and then I rewatched a Mexican movie called Y Tu Mama Tambien, which is, and your mother too. And this is one of um, Alfonso Cuaron's first movies. And he went on to do Children of Men, Gravity, Roma, um, the best Harry Potter movie, the third one. Um, he did one more, I can't remember. But basically Children of Men is like what you should be like noticing or like noting. Um and it's just a road movie, takes place in Mexico, and it's it's fantastic. Um I get you know, it, it it's it's a like it's like his first masterpiece. Um it's it's fucking it's like I watched it last night, and it's you watch it, dude, and you go like, dude, like this, like movies, is, and I think sometimes American movies are so structured in in sort of how they look and how people talk and how the movie camera moves that when you watch something like this, you go like, holy shit, right? Right? It's like it's like completely refreshing in terms of how it looks, how people act. the The story is very simple; it's just a road trip movie, but it's like it's it's so tangible and, and, and like you, you can you can see every like you can feel all the shit that they're going through like all the bits like the, the the desert that they're going through or or the the conversations they're having so it's fantastic i watched it when i was i think right out of high school and it hit me like a ton of bricks then and then i was gonna rewatch it and i was like i wonder if it's still you know like it's still pretty good like i wonder if i'll you know sort of maybe i i was maybe because the kids you I know mean, people in there are teens and and so i, I just kind of go wow like, i relate to them but no i mean it, it's still hits like it packs a wall up it's fantastic okay um i rented it on amazon prime and so yeah so i think if you've seen children of men gravity roma can't fucking place another movie that he's done in, in that time um but he won two you know he won the oscar for best director for gravity he won it again for roma um so i think this is one of his first ones um to sort of really put him on the map um but uh, yeah that's what i've been watching yeah okay
0: um i might have to check that out uh I'm I'm assuming you would recommend, was it, Children of Men, uh, before this one? Oh I'm yes, gonna... it, yes.
1: If you yeah, if you're like, what should I watch first? What should like, uh, you know, I haven't watched any Quarren movies. Which one should it be first? I would say that one, then this one, then Gravity, and then Roma. Okay, and then Harry Potter. But it's, it's, his dude, his Harry Potter three, it's 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 fucking nuts, dude. Because it's like. The guy who made the first two movies, he, I mean, he's he's a fine director. He's not a hack. He he like he did like Home Alone. He did a bunch of he did Gremlins. Like he he's he's a he's a he's a journeyman. He's a steady journeyman. Right. But then you have this guy who's like actual. Like he has he his impact was so great on the third one that his tone that he sets in the third one ends up being the tone that they go with for the rest of the series. Yeah, I feel it's like, like he, somebody comes. In. Sorry, I feel like I remember seeing a thing
0: without knowing anything about it. Like I remember seeing a thing that like. The aesthetic of like the first two movies, like there's this, it's this super bright like feasting hall and like these super bright like yes going outside. It's like a school movie almost. Uh, and then like, yes. I saw like it showed like one thing and it's like and then we just stayed with this forever.
1: Like <laughs> yes, like it yes. it's changed identities completely. It completely and just the way the camera moves and just the people we it's 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 nuts how natural. An intuitive filmmaking is to people who are, I guess, just geniuses. Like, you know, like I think, it, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the clip. I sent Jeff Spielberg yep. of where he moved Indiana the camera, Jones. right? Yeah. in India Jones. And I said, even that's the fucking shittiest Indiana Jones. Dude. Right. Like, that's, that's
0: what I saw. I was like, Oh, is this the old one? And then like, I saw the
1: date and I was like, Oh, this is like the new shitty one. This is the new shitty one. And he's like fucking killing them, right? He puts the camera on the shadow, whips it around, comes back, right? And that's the kind of stuff he talks about. I mean, he, he there's a tweet where he's like, he says, he's like, don't do this if you're starting. This is just because I've been doing movies for forever. But he says, he's like, yeah, come in. And I just kind of look around the set. And then it just comes to me. I go, I put the camera here, I block here, we rehearse real quick, and then we just do it, boom, boom, bam, right? Like, shit that, like... That's fucking you, wild. You, you, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You need to storyboard every single thing if you're up and coming, even if you're not. Because on the day of, you got like a thousand people yelling at you. But he's just like, no, yeah, I mean, it just comes to me. You know, I just put the camera behind his shoulder, zoom in on a, sh- a shadow, get the bad guy, whip it around, like, you just bang, bang, boom. And so and that's... What's,
0: and so... What's funny, real quick, is that you s- showed me that scene, or you sent me that scene, and it's accompanied by, like, a little diagram. And so mm-hmm. I was watching the diagram, like, watching both, right? And mm-hmm. the thing is, is, like, it's cool, but, like, the movement of the people, like, in that diagram didn't seem that impressive to me. Like, like it, it didn't seem like a technically super hard shot to do. I could be wrong, but, like, based on, like, it didn't seem, like, like I said, like, literally the material as like coming up with the shot is probably hard, but like the actual act of like how they move the camera and pan didn't seem that crazy to me. um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then I watched yeah. it again and I paid more attention to just the, the actual like scene. And when I watched the actual scene, the thing that I didn't catch the first time was the hat gets picked up and like it looks at the car and you see the hat go on in the shadow, and then like his hand comes down, and it's like iconic Indiana Jones silhouette. And I was like, "Oh, that's fucking dope." And then the guy gets out of the car, and then it like cuts back around to Indiana Jones. I was like, "Oh yeah, never mind, bro. This dude's killing it." <laughs> like, yeah,
1: he's like can like a normal. That that's just like, economic right like Like if you're because it does you don't have to do that right you just show him he picks up a hat he forms a silhouette it could you cut to the guy coming out of the silhouette instead of the silhouette you could have just done it behind him
0: right you could have just had a guy lean over you can't tell it's indiana Mm -hmm. jones because you can't see his face lean over pick something up put the hat on and you're like oh that's indiana jones and then it just moved past him to
1: get to the guy getting out of the car
0: that's like the basic version he's
1: like no we're gonna use the shadow (laughs) like exactly right. yeah yeah i mean it's like the munich shot and then there's a great in the first indiana jones i think i talked about where he like he there. somebody puts a gun on a he he basically needed to show have a conversation and then show that there was a gun in the room and then he like whips around comes back and he puts the gun he's like i have protection gun and it like everything you know in one shot and so so basically yeah like the guys who like know like him and Quarone, and especially in this one there's these long takes where he, they're having a conversation in a car and the camera just like goes from the back, like around, like sort of the stuff that kind of people nowadays go, holy shit. And he's just doing it in like a dirt road in Mexico. Right. And it just clicks. Dude. Yeah. And like it's it's fucking nuts. But it's um and then Children of Men is. <sighs> is. Probably the best movie of the 21st century. Whew probably probably that well i well i know people like like the sort of softer sort of you know they could say like oh actually it's you know moonlight or this one or that one but for me that one's the one that i think like and and that yeah isn't this it, movie it's, wildly depressing
0: it um maybe not depressing it but it can like be wildly uh
1: like not optimistic Hmm. Depends on how you want to... Okay. I, it'll be up to you. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, I, I think... But, yeah, I think I, I cannot recommend enough Children of Men, 5 out of 5. I watched it once when I was a teen, and... um, Yeah, it just stuck with me, and I watched it in college, and then I watched it again with Sydney a couple years back, and every time I'm like, no, still fucking perfect. Still a perfect fucking movie. My God. Uh, it's Clive Owen, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever yeah. happened to him? The, um... He was in something recently, but yeah, he he like just and he's so fucking good in Children of Men. All right, so um, in an alternate universe, you know what I
0: imagine? Clive Owen for some reason I don't know why. I I imagine Clive Owen is John Wick. Like I feel like he has that same energy and like, yes, like mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about him, but I'm like I could see him being John Wick in the movie, not being terrible. Yeah, he
1: was in a movie called Shoot 'Em Up. Oh, That's kind of. That was. Yeah. That was, like, John Wick before John Wick, but not good, not, like, Right, great. right, a little over-the-top and, like, camping. A little over-the-top, yeah, back when... Basically, like, kind of like how, you know, we, we talk about how horror movies used to be shitty, yeah. and then now they're not. I feel like that's how it is with, like, these assassin movies, where they used to be just kind of shitty shit movies, and now they're, like, actually, like, great exercises for action filmmaking. Right. So, um... Oh, dude, there is this insane shot I saw on Twitter. Well, there was a tweet that was, like, you know, it's crazy how nowadays or back in the 80s and 90s, even the shittiest movies had like shots or lighting that would you go, what the fuck? And somebody tweeted a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie called, I forget what it's called. It's like, some, it's like the finale takes place in a hockey rink. And there is this insane shot that starts like down puck level. And it sort of rises up comes up, it becomes a crane shot, and then it becomes like a fucking like sky cam shot, and it like zooms out from the top of the dome, and then John Claude and the other guy are fighting on top of the dome, and I was like, "Wait, is this movie supposed to be good?" And all the replies were like, "No, it's a fucking terrible movie, like it's not <laughs> like good." And so I'm like, "So how does this have this like magic, sh- like obviously not aided by CGI shot?" Um, but um anyway, I don't know what I was talking about. mentioned that, but anyway, yeah, um of Men, amazing. Uh mama tambien amazing uh, Roma I really liked it's a little slower a little bit more, more of a drama I think Gravity's great um, it's a good yeah
0: alright
1: um, so yeah there's that
0: uh, the the last bit of news we want to talk about is uh, the NBA right mm-hmm. so the mm-hmm. draft happened and I uh, did not watch the draft or keep up with it at all as it happened I woke up the next morning and I saw a tweet, and I was like, there's no fucking way, bro. And it was, like, at least it was something about Greg Popovich. And I was mm-hmm. like, stop it, bro. Like, they're, the Spurs were not good lately, but, like, they weren't, like, atrociously bad. Right? It's not like they were tanking, or they were even, like, mm-hmm. like they they're definitely not a contender, but, like, they're... Also not awful, right? They're like a middle-of-the-road team. You could see them maybe sneaking in at, like, an 8 if, if not. They're they right, sneaking right. late in the East
1: is what I would say. Sort in the like, West right now, they're not, but. Yeah, like the um, like the Bulls, right? right? Like Sort of, like, mid-tier right there, like, middling, sort of semi-middling kind of thing.
0: Right, and so they won the sweepstakes for Victor Webb and Yama, and, like, I immediately text my dad in the morning, and I was like, oh, so you're telling me Greg Popovich has another generational center to build a team around? Like, all right, I guess. Like, I guess we're just going to get two or three Spurs championships. Like, I just... <laughs> um, I know it's different now, but, like, in my head, I'm like, I, what's the one... Like, you give Greg Popovich a foreign generational big man, and I'm like, what, what do you think he's going to do? Like,
1: he's going to find a way. Um, it's just fucking nuts dude right because it and i feel did you see that tweet about the hornets i did not and it was like every time that they've picked second who's been picked first I, it was I like every time that they've picked number two the picks at number one have been i think were shack anthony davis oh, um dwight howard and then now they have the second pick again oh my god <laughs> I, I
0: saw a thing uh that like um those poor, poor I saw a thing. They were talking about it, and I don't know the logistics of it, but the, the thing they explained was that every team uh, before the lottery knows what numbers they have. Um, I don't. I don't know exactly the logistics of it, but they know what set of numbers they have, and based on some things that had happened um, over the course of it, even though like the the wizards were mm-hmm. like i think the 8th highest th- they were like 8th place for the high like best chance of getting the number 1 seed mm-hmm. that like the way the balls had happened or what numbers were available i don't know how the numbers get taken out or whatever um mm-hmm. at some point they had the most balls as a chance to get the number 1 pick and so like they, it was it was like It was Dominic Foxworth who's from DC, and like Mm. he was like, they were like so hopeful, and then it was like eighth, and they were like, oh fuck me, (laughs) and they were like, the the Wizards have been so like middling, like they don't even have John Wall anymore. They've got Bradley Beal on a giant deal, and so they're like, oh my god, if we have Bradley Beal and. Vic like and they're like oh and then immediately they're like oh fuck bro it's it's not gonna happen just immediately went from like hold on we might
1: like we have the best chance to like sorry eighth place (laughs) did you yeah and it's just like and then you just continue to be at that spot for forever just always seven always eight yeah they were like
0: all right well I guess uh we'll just be excited about another year of Bradley Beal I guess
1: damn um I was watching this clip of the, you know, the countdown, they're like, no, the fourth pick, this, this guy, and, which means that you're in your odds increase with every, you know, every pick. Right. And it was at San Antonio bar. And it was literally every single human in that bar was doing the Vince McMahon <laughs> face reaction. meme. Like right. they go, you know, fifth, it's uh, I forget like the, the hots. Oh, oh. and then two, Oh, the Hornet. Oh no, then they go. And then the number one pick, you know, cause they go one, I think they go two. It's, you know, the Spurs, they fucking erupted champagne and just lost their fucking minds. Um, I'm like, God damn you. Like, I want that for the Hornets. I mean, because people always ask, like, oh, who's your team? And I'm like, well, I mean, you would think it'd be the Hornets, but there's no reason. Like, I've never had any sort of inkling or push to, to, to be a Hornets fan because I'm like, there, there's there been no indication that they're building toward anything, that there's going to be even a chance of a building, of a building, you know? Right. Um, because if, at least if it was the 76ers. Or OKC, OKC, I'm like, well, you know, they're giving everybody away, but they got... Look at all these picks, bro. Or, you know, or like, oh, we're going to trust the process. I mean, it didn't work out, but at least there's hope. There's something there. Right. The Hornets is just... There's a clear plan in
0: place. And the Hornets are always just like... Like, like, we're going to give Terry Rozier a max contract. And I'm not saying Terry Rozier's not great. But I'm saying, I don't think like like it's such a weird choice right to be like that's the guy we're gonna give our franchise money to like him and Lamelo ball and it's like
1: uh, i guess okay <laughs> like right right it's like you see you hear about boston be like can boston support two mass super maxes jalen brown and, and you know, like yeah. okay cool we're gonna hang out with the what is it mikel bridges or whichever whichever one <laughs> right. beat his girlfriend up like okay cool fine uh good times <laughs> right and so um, I mean, it's awesome for the Spurs that they got this guy. I mean, I'm excited to see him like play in the NBA. I mean, you know, you see all those clips of him on Twitter of him like missing his three and him, you know, getting the putback dunk or you know shaking his defender at like seven foot five. Somebody said that he's pulling like a Durant or he's saying he's seven four, but he's actually seven five. Jesus, and I'm just like, dude, what is it even? What do what you mean? His, his wingspan, five? I read seven nine. That, like, how <laughs> does that? Like, what? But I am excited because it's like, I hope, I'm like, every time I see him, I, I'm just hoping that he doesn't get injured because I would love to see somebody like this become, like, great, right? And even if he's not, you know, like, people are like, if he's not, you know, if he doesn't win five, he's going to be a failure. And it's like, well, no, all I want is just to see him cook every night, right? And right. see something I've never seen What
0: before. You want what people thought Porzingis would be.
1: Yes, mm-hmm, yes, exactly. Right, yes, mm-hmm. like a guy who's going to jump through the roof and just dunk it on you from, like... Almost the free throw line, yeah, even and be on, able right? to
0: like also like pull up and shake people off the dribble. It's kind of like exactly what we were hoping and didn't get like
1: a Giannis, like the second coming of a Giannis type, right? He just has to put on the muscle. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see him play. Um, and I mean, they're saying, I mean, you know, people are saying, you know, even the, the number two guy, Scoot Henderson, they're saying he would have gone number one in almost any other year. Yeah, so, I mean, they um, were like, hopefully, yeah, Charlotte's not going to pick him
0: just because,
1: like just because they're uh prone to making yeah they're gonna decisions. fucking brandon miller I'm like jesus christ there was a there was a tweet they were like you know, scoot henderson he still thinks he can go number one you know he's like it's, it's still out there i can still put tape out there and somebody was like dude Wemby can go on like uh a gun for gun instagram live with jaw right now and he would still go number one like don't don't even think that. You're, yeah, you're gonna someone be a man. someone
0: told. There's a there's an interview where someone told Weminiana about that, like that he uh, he thought he could still go number one, and Mick was like, y- "Yeah, I mean, if I was never born, he definitely would go number one." Like I was <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "That's fucking. I love that uh, take." Like, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, man. So it, I'm just, and also like a lot of people were like, there's no way he's going to stay in San Antonio. Like, it's just a small market. He's, I I don't know anything, I don't know about him, but I've seen other things where, like, he's, like, he wants to be in the limelight. It's not like Giannis where he's, like, super, like, humble, you know what I mean, like get-it-out-the-mud kind of thing. They're like, no, Victor's, like, a flashy guy. Like, he wants to to be in the limelight all the time. And so, like, so he's probably not going to stay in San Antonio. But then, another thing I read, though, was that apparently... He's yeah. from France. Apparently the Spurs are huge in France because of Tony Parker and Boris mm. Diaw. Like they've mm. had like big names come from the European market. So like overseas they're huge. And so I'm like, mm. "Oh, never mind. Maybe he'll stay in San Antonio." Where it's like, you know, that's like the Yankees over there. You know what I mean? So it's Exactly. Like,
1: He's like, "I'm going to cook here. I'm going to play for the team that everybody back home loves." Right. Like, so yeah, maybe he'll it. stay.
0: Yeah.
1: Also like if, if Charlotte would have got the number one pick, I'm not
0: saying he would have been terrible, but can you come up with a better scenario for him?
1: Exactly, yes. Oh, my gosh, yeah, yeah. I don't even know who the coach is for the, for the um... <laughs> right. Right. Like, Instead, he lands with, like, a generational coach. Like, one of the top one five of, coaches of like, all time, easy. Exactly, yes, yeah. Into, like, a very sound, great franchise that has clearly shown a pedigree for championships and building around legends. Like, right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um... Yeah,
0: I saw a thing that was like the I can't remember which team it was. There's a there's a clip where like some team got the like I don't know if it was Charlotte, but like some team got the like number two or number three pick, and he like celebrates like he's like, yes, I did. I don't have to go there. I... Oh yes, it was the Rockets. It was the Rockets.
1: yeah, that's amazing. That fucking funny. Um. oh it was kind of funny i I think i mentioned it on here um i went to i mean the hornets are a poverty franchise because i went to um the lakers game Mm -hmm. and then i went to a heat game a couple months later and then in the stadium you know they put up like stickers or like um decor you know like like achievements right? right and so for the heat 2013 world champs right and it's like the series you know came back or you know uh doa dropped 60 on the fucking bucks you know on his last game you know shit like that right. right all over the stadium and the hornets is like you know uh alonzo morning drops 32 in like a, a, and then like mm-hmm. their biggest one is like they made it to the the second round of the playoffs in nineteen ninety two. Oh, it's like a <laughs> fucking gigantic sticker on like when you come in, I'm like, wow. No, there's some fucking bumps. <laughs> like...
0: oh, man. Yeah, no, they really are. Um That's that's amazing. Um yeah. speaking of uh generational coaches, um, it looks like the finals is going to be the Denver Nuggets, and the Miami Heat. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't really see the Celtics pulling off this reverse sweep. Um, They did win one game at the time of this recording. Um, But when LeBron and Wade were there and Bosh, like the idea was that Spolstra was just like this new Mm -hmm. no-name guy that LeBron could push around to get like what he wants. Right. Boy, has he fucking shed that. Like, this dude has now, like, now around the league, like, no, Spolster's, like, top three coaches in the league. Like, and I'm like, that's fucking wild. This dude was a video coordinator before he was a head coach. Yeah,
1: and, I mean, he he made it to the finals again in 2020. And then I think last last year, I think he made it to the Eastern Conference finals again or as well. And then he's back again this year. And, like, the team is, I mean, it's Jimmy Butler, but it's mostly, like, you know undrafted dudes um Kyle Lowry like the ghost of Kyle Lowry they don't even have their sixth man of the year in uh, hero he's still out with a broken hand yeah it's just like um Caleb Martin and And Duncan Robinson Duncan Robinson Vincent Gabriel like the dudes who like you wouldn't think at all um right I mean he's doing it I mean I hope he pulls it off because I you know it'd be crazy to see it'd be an all-time collapse but I, I think he's too good of a coach to let that happen exactly they, they were showing
0: a thing where, like, it was, like, fucking Joe Mazzula, the coach of the Celtics. It was, like, the, the the heat went on, like, this giant run where it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, a 16-0 run. But it was just, like, the Celtics were getting outplayed for, like, a whole, like, 9 or 10 minutes. Like, aggressively outplayed. And he did not call a timeout. And then it was, like, fucking, and then it was, like, in the same game. Like, the Celtics got hot, scored, like, eight straight, and Spolstra immediately called a timeout. He's like, nah, bro, we're not. (laughs) Like, it's like, this is the difference, bro. Like, this shit is simple for some people, but, like, it's also not for everybody. And so so Spolstra clearly gets it. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just, I would have never thought it in a million years based on how it started. Um, Yeah.
1: But, yeah. Heat, Nuggets, Yoke, it's just fucking incredible. He's just out of control. Um. I'm excited to see him and Jimmy, and then both of them just kind of go off. And, you know, I mean, you know, it would be the Heat. If the Heat win, it'd be their one, two, three, four, the fourth title. But I, I think the, it's like one of those where it's like, well, it's not really a dynasty, because other than the coach, I don't think anybody's still there. I mean, Haslam would be <laughs> Haslam's. But, he's you know, he's just kind of like a you know, cheerleader. But it'd be cool to see, you know, Jimmy get a title. Right. And, um kevin love get a second one and kyle Lowry get a second one and then you got one more guy on there oh a bam Adebayo bio get another one right. and then on the other side it'd be cool to see jamal murray and jokic and sort of be like two-time mvp you know uh, nba champ um aaron gordon i think is you know pretty solid yeah um so it'd be cool to see like on the other side those guys win i saw a high take where they were like if jokic wins this title
0: and his finals mvp he will have already had a better career than Kevin Durant. And I was like, damn, <laughs> like, <laughs> damn, that's crazy, but uh, he's right. <laughs> like, two MVPs, a finals MVP and a championship that like his championship would mean way more than Kevin Durant's championships.
1: Um, like damn I guess you're right (laughs) yeah I mean it's it's close you could you could on any given day I would say either way on those right I'd be like well yeah but KD you know the shooting and then just the the scoring efficiency but then Jokic is also really efficient oh there was somebody was saying they were like you know Jokic is crazy Jokic is doing what Wilt Chamberlain was playing was paying the record keeper to (laughs) say that he did back in the 60s (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing Uh, yeah,
0: it's it, the numbers are outrageous. He's just he,
1: it's just nuts, yeah. dude. And he get a triple double or close to triple double in the third quarter, like just ridiculous. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's the uh, the the NBA. Um is gonna go to the Spurs. Give it like two or three years, uh, they'll be they'll be competing for a title. Um, but you know, hopefully, the thing is is if it's Denver and Heat. I'm like 100% okay with either of those teams winning the title. Like I, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I yep. like you said, either like Jimmy gets one and all these guys get their second one, like on this hard Scrabble team or Jokic is incredible. And like the nuggets are incredible and they, they win. You know what I mean? So either yeah, way. Maybe
1: it's like the start of the new dynasty out in the West. Right. Like Because right. Murray's young Jokic in his prime. It's like the first of maybe many. So, yeah. So, um, We'll we'll definitely see. I'm excited.
0: Uh, it'll be a good yeah. finals, assuming that is what happens. If the Celtics yeah. end up there, the Celtics. If the Celtics pulls us off, the Celtics just gonna get fucking annihilated. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. And that, yeah. If that
1: happens, I'm Nuggets all the way. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, so that's that. Uh, lastly, oh, and also, lastly, uh, Mello retired. Yes, um, the end of an era. Also, like he, re- it was like Mello retired. I was like. You want to already retire? Like uh, <laughs> this is like a, uh, this, this, is the, a this is an, an involuntary retirement <laughs> uh, basically.
1: <laughs> it was um Sydney's dad is a big he he well he's um he went to Syracuse and he's a huge Q's fan, so he loves Melo. He's like Melo's like one of the best because of what he did in all three. Um and he you know posted like a Facebook post about it. he's like you know, one of the best competitors, this and that. And I wanted to send him this compilation of Mellow with the rebounds. Yeah, the fuck out of here. Was fuck I was like, here. should I do this to your dad? And she's like, no. But it's, I was dying, just cackling, laughing, being like, fuck out of here, I got it. And what kills me is one of the replies said. She said, also, she, she said, no. There's no way he wouldn't love that. He's <laughs> <laughs> a competitor. Um, um, but it was so funny. What killed me is one of the replies said, What makes this amazing is that literally half the time, there's nobody near him. Like, everybody clears out for Melo, and he goes, fuck out of here! And there's nobody within, like, Five-feater. right it's
0: like it's uh i'm trying to think the the best example i can come up with is that like in baseball they basically tell you no matter what when there's a fly ball it doesn't matter if it's super obvious and you're the only person getting mm-hmm. it, you're supposed to call that you're getting it like that's yeah. what he does like he's like i want everybody to know that i'm getting this rebound so like i'm not gonna look around to make sure nobody else can get it i'm just gonna yell fuck out of here and i'm gonna grow it fuck out of here's um, <laughs> here mine <laughs> fuck out of here i got it um, but yeah, no, it's, it's I saw people posting. They're like, this man put up a 62, 0 o and Oh fucking stat line. <laughs> <laughs> like 62 points, zero assists, zero rebounds, zero steals, zero blocks. My man was like, nah, bro, I'm just out here to get buckets. This is like the ultimate pickup game stat line.
1: It's like one of the last few true great guys who like before the, the, what is it? The shot chart, the little hexagon thing. Yeah, He's like, He's like he cooked before those. I mean, he cooked after, but still, he like you know he was like he was like one of the last few guys like Tracy McGrady and you know even Kobe a little bit like the guys who were just like no what is it what is it he's like oh he's got that dog in him right yeah like, no that that boy nice right it's like the analytics don't line up it's the guy on the bus and like he the guy facing the mountain is like the analytics aren't great and then the guy facing the sunshine is like you know yeah
0: I know what you're talking about kid. but yeah so like man him in New York was like the most frustrating and like cool thing to watch because it I felt so confident that we would never win a championship with him there like the way he Mm -hmm. plays is just not conducive to winning a championship Mm -hmm. like I said 62 points zero rebounds zero assists like does nothing except stop the ball and like ISO like the moment he touches the ball you're like this plays over it's just you know what I mean like yeah, the shit that every other team uh, does when the shot clock gets to eight, he's doing it at the shot clock at twenty three if he gets the ball. <laughs> like he's he's that's what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. So you're like never, it's like, like in the playoffs, teams are gonna key in on it too much. It's not gonna be worth it. Um, like not for nothing. The only reason Kobe won that the last two championships is because of Paul Gasol being like so good that like teams had to respect him and couldn't just key in on Kobe um yeah so but like it was the most. it it was the only up until now like it was the only time we were good as like a Knicks fan like it's the only time we were ever good so it was like fuck it bro you know I'm here for it um and like while he played like shit he or like not sorry he didn't play like shit while his style of play was not great um like he was giving 100% the whole time he was out there. So it's like fuck it, bro. You know what I mean? I'm here for it. Um yeah. we had we had like good battles with the heat. You know what I mean? Like that it was it was impressive watching him and LeBron go at it. Um LeBron yeah. clearly being better, but like just because Melo was such a good scorer, like you were never out of it,
1: really. Yeah, um, I mean, even those, uh, Iman Shumpert, um, JJ, uh, J J, oh, Smith, wasn't he yeah, on the team with them? Was. Like, there's like a little stretch right there, like right, right around the insanity, right, right after, right before the insanity. That's like, you know, this team can make a little. I mean, they never did, but they could make a little noise, right? So, right. And the um, thing was,
0: is we matched up, like actually, we we matched up with the Heat, like as well as really any team could. Um, like, like, I mean, it, it was LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. You know what I mean? So it's like, clearly they're outmatching basically every team they go against. But, like, we matched up with them pretty well. But then we fucking lost to the Pacers before we could, like, get to them in the the finals. I was like, alright. Or the conference finals. And I was like, fuck it, bro. Like, this was our year. Like, I felt so good. Like, if we can just make it past the Pacers, we have a real shot against the Heat. And it just didn't fucking happen. So we were stuck, but. But, yeah, I mean, Carl Anthony, literally all-time great scorer. Um, Fucking probably the best isolation player I feel like I've seen. Um, Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Three to the Dome. He had, like, coolest three-point celebration, one of them. I don't know why it worked, but it did. And then, uh, fuck out of here, I got it. All-star. But... Hey, but not not that game. He had zero rebounds, bro. He didn't say it not once that game, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, re- fucking Syracuse great. Nick great. Carmelo Anthony. Totally only retiring on his terms.
1: Anyways, yeah, on his own terms. Totally, on volition. 100%. <laughs>
0: oh, God. But, all right. Uh, that's the episode for this week. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T-MoneyBags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us, differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. Um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys in two weeks. Later. Peace.